Track by Track. Today we're going to be talking about New Power Generation from Graffiti Bridge, recorded in the autumn of 1989 at Paisley Park and released on the 20th of August 1990. On the track it is Prince with Morris Day on the drums. Um, people forget that Morris Day started out as a drummer and we've got Rosie Gaines and uh, Levi uh, also on the track. The track is 3 minutes 39 and joining me to talk about it today is Victor Azevedo. Hello Victor. Uh, hi Darren. And I think for a genre I think you've got to just say it's a straight up rock song isn't it? I mean, yeah. You know in the film itself this is the this is the opening credits. Um, you know, there's kind of about four and a half minutes of kind of faffing about mm-hmm. and then you get to the opening song essentially and this is prince and the words graffiti bridge actually actually come up on the screen like a few mm. seconds into the song um and then later on in the song probably my favorite bit in the film um jerome rides up in a in a bike with a with a sidecar on it and robin power is in the sidecar and then morris day follows in a limo so She's not even allowed to ride in the limo with Morris, which I think is a funny kind of. <laughs> the big indignity is actually not even that bit. Is the fact. Oh that no, no, I'll hugs. get to the next bit. Yeah, no, I'll get to the next bit. Yeah, but uh, and we see T.C. Ellis outside Glam Slam, and he is the bouncer for Glam Slam. Uh, but we hear from T.C. Ellis throughout the film, and we'll talk about this when we come back to um, New Power Generation Part Two in a few tracks' time. Um, and he's just waiting for his big break to be a rapper, and that is T.C. Ellis's entire story. Um, but, you know, we'll talk about him later on because he's, he's kind of the only significant character who's outside of the club. All the rest of Prince's band are all kind of on stage with him, um, you know, playing this song, which, you know, you got Levi, you got Maiko, uh, you got Michael B on drums. Uh, you got uh, two of the Game Boys dancing around, um, Kirk and Damon. Um, and then you have this fake keyboardist um, who is just an actor and who's not a musician at all. Um, and he only appears pretending to play keyboard in in this like this film, uh, which is really weird. But yeah, so you, you start about four minutes twenty seven into the film, you get the start of this song, and then by eight minutes thirty five, while Morris Morris E Day, as as Jerome calls him, uh, are pulling up, um, you can still hear the song going on, but the song kind of finishes before uh, Morris and Jerome go into the club. Um, and then, of course, that leads into the the kind of the, the battle with release it, um, where people keep saying release it to each other and they keep sampling it. And it's, and it's, uh, that's quite a funny moment. Um, but yeah, like you say, there's more indignity for Robin Powers because there's a there's a puddle of mud outside of Glam Slam. And Jerome, being, you know, the manservant that he is, he rips the coat off Robin Powers. And she's wearing a, like a really nice red dress. I mean, she looks fetching in that dress. Um, you know, the coat, the kind of fur coat was almost kind of ruining, you know, the line. Um, and so he takes this fur coat off, throws it on the puddle. And Morris Day, he basically only tiptoes on one foot, uh, 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 like onto the coat, and basically just ruins this coat by putting it into a muddy <laughs> puddle. Which I have to feel is a reference to Sir Walter Raleigh and Elizabeth I. Um, there is this story that, um, you know, that the, the Queen Elizabeth I one time she was gets out of her carriage and there was a, a huge puddle and he took his cloak off and placed it on the puddle for her to step over so she wouldn't have to step in the puddle. So this is kind of like the opposite kind of like misogynist version of that, where rather than kind of being a gentleman and, and helping out a queen, instead he's just, 
you know, Jerome is taking this coat off so that Morris doesn't ruin his shoes. And I should say as well, Morris, he looks fantastic. You know, oh, he's yeah. dressed to the nines. And the same with Jerome. Jerome's in like a kind of black suit and he looks great. They both look really good. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, this is almost kind of like, um, uh, let's go crazy. This is kind of the opening song um, for the film. Uh, you know, we see the kid on stage. The, the club, Glamslamp, is actually jam-packed with people, mm. you know. And it's only after the kind of the, the battle of Release It where Morris basically leads the entire crowd out of Glamslam. <laughs> now, considering he owns 50% of that club, it doesn't make any sense for him to take the crowd from Glamslam to Pandemonium. I'm sure Pandemonium is fairly busy. Mm-hmm. Why are you then stealing from your own pocket by... I don't know. It just does, it doesn't make any sense as a move. It's just kind of like a power play. Uh, well, the um, whole, well, the whole movie know. doesn't really make sense anyway it's it's yeah it's kind of not great <laughs> so, so look that that being happen that happening you know it's not it's understandable it doesn't it does something stupid but you know the movie's not great have you, i assume yeah. you've already talked about this and it like as i said we were speaking a little earlier this song has to be should be in the first song on the album it makes no sense why this is yeah sound. yeah it makes no sense at all because <laughs> the funny thing is i double checked something because i thought Let's Go Crazy starts uh, Purple Rain. And I thought, I wasn't sure. Then I looked at the start of the movie, you know, a couple of hours ago, and it did the same thing as Greedy for Graffiti Bridge. So halfway, like, at the start of at the start of Let's Go Crazy, the words Purple Rain appears up on screen. And at the start of this yeah. song, all of a sudden the words Graffiti comes up on screen. It's like, why didn't you just not put this the first song? It would have just gone straight out of the gate, big song first up, then go into the other ones after this. But... It kind of falls flat. The first song on this album is kind of terrible, and then you got this great song straight afterwards. Yeah, it's like it's a, it seems like it gives people a bad impression. I don't know why, but yeah. Don't understand why this wasn't, you know, the the kind of the the lead song. It just it just it doesn't make any sense for the album, um, you know. But at mm. the same time, you know, there are a lot of extra songs on the album that kind of sort of ruin the flow of the album anyway. Um, but if you reduce mm. it just down to the Prince tracks. You know, there's quite a solid kind of, you know, 10 tracks on there, Um, you know, and like having Can't Stop This Feeling I Got as the opening track, uh, which is not really featured in the film in any way. It doesn't, I mean, it just Mm. doesn't make any sense, you know, look kind of, uh, I guess the fact that Prince had put the kind of the introduction of, you know, Dear Dad on there as well. I guess that wouldn't make any sense as a second song, but I mean... You know, it just feels to me like this should have been the opening of the album. And as I'll discuss later on, I feel like... You know, Graffiti yeah. Bridge should have been the winning track, um, and you know, mm. rather than the final minute of the credits. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, I mean, but let's talk about the song because the interesting thing about this is it kind of samples um, other Prince songs. Um, you know, mm-hmm. particularly with the um, you know in the lyrics where you've got the "Lay Down Your Funky Weapon," which you know is the opening. That's yeah. actually sampled from another Prince mm. song. That's like a lyric that he stole from one of his own songs. Uh, you know, I'd like to, I mean, on this track you have, you know, Rosie Gaines kind of credited for vocal icing is how uh, Prince puts it on the <laughs> on the, the track listing. But she really kind of, um, this is the first kind of time when you're hearing her, obviously, you know, once we get into the new Power Generation stuff, obviously, you know, she becomes more of a featured player. But I think she really adds to this song, you know, the kind of her, her backing really kind of makes this, sound different basically you know you uh, you know can't stop this feeling i got is basically a, a prince song from like the mid 80s uh, this is kind of a more recent song and you know putting her on there kind of really uh, particularly with morris day's drums i gotta say they are fantastic for this song like kind of nice and heavy and you know 
kind of really I mean this is you know as, as kind of odd as it is that this is the second song on the album it's a really good kind of you know a really good song yeah because like the chorus is essentially the chorus is catch is catchy as hell yeah. really that lay you down down your fucking weapons part and her singing it is so funky it is so catchy and like every time I hear it my head is bobbing because this is the bit it's gonna <laughs> like it's amazing it's this bits are great Seriously, it's such so 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 catchy. Yeah, and yeah, I, I'm kind of curious how it would sound if just Prince did it, but I don't think it'd be as good as without her in it. No, without I, Rosie. I th- Rosie makes makes the song. Yeah, that part. I, I I think I think you know it would have still been a good song, but yeah, I think Rosie kind of mm. does really add something to the song, and you know this is the start mm. of you know you know all of Diamonds and Pearls I think benefits from having her on there, um, and oh, yeah. you know I I love I mean. <laughs> Um, you know the, the whole kind of I love the pardon me's let's put it like that let's let's get into the verses because I, I really you know obviously the chorus lay down your funky weapon come join us on the floor making love and music's the only yeah. things worth fighting for um, we are the new power generation we want to change the world the only thing that's in our way is you and I don't know who that is but obviously get out of their way uh, your old fashioned music your old ideas <laughs> we're sick and tired of you telling us what to do I mean considering that Prince is like you know starting to reach his mid-30s it's really weird that he's kind of doing this i mean that that kind of chorus is almost a little bit punky um in terms of its kind of like you know tone um but i love the verses with the kind of pardon i mean particularly in the video and also in the film where you have prince and Michael and levi uh damon and and kirk and they're all basically right in the camera and they're singing pardon Mm. me for living but this is my world too i can't help thinking what's cool to us might be strange to you Pardon me for breathing. Can we borrow some of your air? The problem with you and your kind is you don't know love is there. I mean, I just, I love it. It's so kind of like weirdly kind of aggressive for Prince, you know. Um, it's, uh, and, and, you know, you, you, they don't, I mean, Prince and, you know, Michael, Levi, they don't, they're not really that intimidating, but just seeing them kind of singing this into the camera, mm. um, it always makes me chuckle a little bit because it's just like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to, but I love the second verse because that's probably my favorite where Prince oh. is like, pardon me for thinking there's something under my hair. And he just points to his head as he says that. And it's like such a great yeah. kind of, you know, I bet you thought the <laughs> lights were on, but nobody's living there, which is, you know, that's a great kind of rewriting of, of you know, like of yeah. a, a common saying. Uh, you think that you are telling enough lies, they will see the truth. I hope they bury your old ideas the same time they bury you. And that's probably my favorite line in the entire album. That is, I mean, it's just so kind of like aggressive. It's like, you know, you, do, you can not like someone's ideas, but like you're basically hoping this person is dead. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it doesn't <laughs> sound very kind of like new power soul, which is, you know, obviously a phrase from like Love Sexy. Uh, yeah. Where he also said "new power generation" for the first time. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but maybe, maybe you is the man. I don't know who the man is in this case, but it, maybe it's Morris. I don't know because technically, yeah. in the whole movie, he is the man because he owns all the clubs. Well, fifty percent of Glamsey, but all the other clubs in that fight was it five points or whatever it's called. So maybe he's the you, but I, I don't know. But yeah, there's something under your my hair thing is just great. <laughs> Because I had it, I was listening to it, and I was thinking about it. Oh, is that what he means? Oh, of course. What am I thinking? It's terrible. It makes no total sense. But yeah, as I said, it's just uh, this song's great. I seriously, uh, yeah. But that's yeah. It's just those lines. A part of me, part of me, part of me, and just the whole song, the dance moves, the whole band's like in the clip. I just like in coordinate in perfect coordination. The whole band's going nuts in this in this. 
on that clip in the movie as well. That's great. Yeah, oh, when man. they had when they had like the middle eight with the we are the new, we are the new. Yeah, making yeah. love and music, and they all kind of like they're all moving at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then and when they get to the new power, we stand, and then we get to like the really aggressive. Pardon us for caring. We didn't know it was against the rules. If we yeah. only want to love one another, <laughs> then tell me who's the fool. No father, no mother, no sister, no brother, nobody can make me stop. Said if you didn't come to party, child, I think you better get up off of my block. I mean, it's just so great. Um, you know, particularly when he's doing the no father, no mother, no sister part, because yeah. it's kind of really kind of cutting into, you know, the, the way the camera is done as well, kind of like, yeah. it, it kind of emphasizes the kind of the cutting into it. Um, and I think that is also the thing where we get, you know, love one another, which, you know, Prince obviously, yeah. uh, there's also mm-hmm. love for one another became like, a, you know, like a, a Prince website at some point. Um, yeah. So there's kind of like you know the the, the origins of that here as well, um, mm. but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just I just love it, and of course you know it finishes with my favorite thing, which is people saying the title of the song where it's like we are the new power generation, kind of like over yeah. and over again, and they yeah. have kind of the um, not quite the OEO from um, from it's going to be a beautiful night, but there is kind of like a crowd chant. That kind mm. of gradually takes the song over as we get towards the end. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, like we said, I think if this had been the opening track and it, you know, it would have been a really strong opening. But as it's mm. the second track, it just feels really weird, kind of. Yeah. Play, placed after "Can't Stop This Feeling I Got." And the su- stupid thing is, is it, it feels out of place because it's second. It even seems more silly that the fact that it's the second song and then you got part two as the last song. So why would you not top and tail the album with part one and part two? Yeah. Why would you put part one and second? It makes it just makes no sense. Like it's a quite a common thing to have albums with a part one and a part two at a start and end of the album, second and last. It just it kind of just makes no sense to me. But I don't know. Yeah. Who are we to question Prince? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was released as a single. You know, the third single off the album, but the second by Prince. The the second single itself being Round and Round by Tevin Campbell. Um, you know, mm-hmm. which is a track that I'm not going to talk about, and mm. it had <laughs> New Power Generation Part Two as the B side. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and there was also like a you know a maxi cassette, uh, single if you will, um, which also had um, a Tony M song called Brother with a Purpose. Um, it had TC's mm-hmm. rap, part of which features on Part Two. It had a song mm-hmm. called Get Off, but only has one T. It's a different song to the the more famous Get Off. Um, and then also had some so- songs called The Lubricated Lady and Love Left, Love Right. Um, so, you know, a few more songs from kind of around this this kind of time. Um, but yeah, um, you know, it did okay. Um, it got to number 11 in the Irish charts and it got to number 26 over here. Um, you know, it was released over here in kind of like November 1990. Um, but it was, you know, it was released uh, in America in um in, on the 23rd of October 1990 so you know it was around for a little while it only got to number 64 on the Billboard Hot 100 uh, although 27 on the Billboard Hot R&B singles which is weird because it doesn't feel like one of Prince's more like R&B influenced songs there are a couple of songs on this album that I say have, maybe have that influence or or even on Diamonds mm. and Pearls that have like more of an R&B influence and this I wouldn't call yeah. this one of those songs um, you know uh, so yeah you know it, it performed okay as a single um, you know, and like we say that, you know, the lyrics are just, I mean, I really love the lyrics just because the whole, you know, pardon us for caring, pardon me for thinking, pardon yeah. me for living like the whole kind of like, mm. um, you know, the kind of, the, I don't know, the umbrage that Prince is taking with somebody <laughs> just kind of amuses me so much. Like, 
you know, it's just I don't know. I just love it. It's it's kind of you know, it's kind of it's just kind of a fun kind of song, um, you know. Yeah. And you know, the the video itself is mostly the footage from the film, uh, but obviously because in the film you don't get the end of the song, it kind of just there's a little bit of a variation there towards the end, you know. But yeah, I mean. I I think if it had been the opening track, I would have to give this, you know, uh, you know, this this album would really kind of be a, a better kind of. It would feel like more of a, mm. a statement to open with this song. Um, but the fact yeah, that it's second just definitely. always puzzles me so much. Not that I don't hate yeah. "Can't Stop This Feeling I've Got," but it's just like, mm. why weren't they swapped around? You know, like yeah, there's there's no rhyme or reason for it. It said this would have been a great opener, and like he's been known to put great openers in the albums, so why not put this song as the opener? It just yeah, like to me it makes no sense. But you know, I said there's probably some you know reason for it. Um, the other thing is too, like he's kind of introducing the band too, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Like the new power generation ends up turning being the band that's playing in Diamonds and Pearls. But I also had a theory that it's kind of the philosophy. This is the new power generation. We're going to do this, this, and this. But I don't know. There's just there's kind of this weird theory I've got that it's some philosophy, not the actual, <laughs> like the band's name is this, but this new power generation is our philosophy, the philosophy of thinking and the part of me and all that kind of stuff. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this kind of comes from an idea that was that was around with Love Sexy, where he had you know New Power Soul, and on the title yeah. track, you know, he referred to you know New Power here and there. So yeah. you know, and the yeah. fact that he calls Robin Robin Power, which is you know that's mm. not her real name. Once again, Prince renaming someone. Um, so you yep. know, there, there's obviously to Prince it obviously becomes really important because from this point. You know, for the next like um, I don't know what, t- almost twenty years. You know, n- the new power generation mm. was just his backing band, no matter who was in it. Um, you know, until Third yeah. Eye Girl. You know, this was it. This was for the next couple of decades. The new power generation was mm-hmm. the people behind Prince, no matter who was in that band. Um, you know, yeah. and obviously Rosie, Michael B, and Levi are the only three who kind of survive from the film to actually become part of the new power generation. You know, as it will be introduced yeah. on the next album. So, you know, the, the fake keyboardist doesn't make it through for some reason. Probably, he's probably annoyed about that too. <laughs> he's probably annoyed about the fact that he didn't make it through. So, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I would say for me, five out of five. And I feel like this is a really strong song. I love as well something yeah. which we haven't mentioned, which is the, the sword sound. Like the oh yeah the kind of, <laughs> when just before they start the final you know pardon us for living you know before they start the final kind of verse there's this like little dance and you have this kind of sword noise like and I I don't know I don't know I just love that it's just like a really weird touch um, you know and in the video they kind of like dance and they do like little sword movements as well so mm. you know obviously it was deliberately put on there um, but yeah no that's just a great thing um, I agree I've five stars as it says. This would have been a great opener, but even if it's not the great opener, it's still a great song. It's probably one of the better songs. Yeah. One of the better Prince songs on this album is this one and probably Thieves, yeah. really. It's just, I don't know why. But yeah, I said, I don't understand why this wasn't the first song, but you know, we can't question it now. It's, no. it's, we've got way too far past it. It's only <laughs> our opinion, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you've got it on iTunes, you could always rearrange it so that this is the opener and Can't Stop is the second song. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to stop you from kind of curating your own album out of Graffiti Bridge, especially because I've taken all of the extra, you know, artists out of Graffiti Bridge <laughs> and put them somewhere else. So, mm. you know, there's no reason that I can't rearrange the tracks to, to a better order. Um, so, obviously, I, I wasn't able to find any cover versions of this. It is a kind of, you know, even though it was released as a single... You know, this was the final yeah. single before Get Off. 
So it feels like this is kind of the last remnants of Prince's kind of like 80s output. Um, you know, even though it came out in, you know, August 1990, you know, the next time we hear from Prince, it's the lead off single for Diamonds and Pearls and that's Get Off. So mm. this is kind of, you know, and the fact that the film would come out months before and, you know, like Warner Brothers kind of gave up on promoting Graffiti Bridge pretty quickly. So, you know, I, I don't think they, you know, they put they put the video together just from clips from the film. You know, Prince didn't go back and record any extra bits. For Thieves in the Temple, there's an extended video yeah. that has extra bits that Prince did. So he obviously put the effort into promoting the lead-off single. But by this point, it was just, you know, Warner's being like, well, let's release one more single and, you know, we'll call it a day. Also, I don't know how you'd recreate the, the sword, sword effect noise. That's the best noise in the song, so... <laughs> If you're going to cover it, how would you recreate that? You just if you, And if you didn't, what's the point of doing the song? Well, Zach, well, someone's bound to have a sample of it somewhere. You know, there's enough trickery in this world to make that sound. But yeah, I yeah. totally forgot about that sound until you mentioned it. I went, oh, God, that's it. That's right. <laughs> that thing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I can see someone doing a cover of this. I don't know why we wouldn't try it. It could work. I don't know. Yeah. But as I said, I know your opinion about Prince covers anyway. So. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, I think like we said, as much as we can about this should have been yeah. opening track. Um, so mm-hmm. let's go to any plugs. Have you got anything you wish to plug, Victor? As as per usual, I don't do a podcast and I don't really do Twitter. So I'm going to plug something else. Uh, a great musical music podcast called Song Exploder. So basically what they do, they grab a song. They talk to the artists and they split it into bits and pieces. So they're basically going through the, you know, what that person was thinking about this part and this part and grabbing demos and all this kind of stuff. It's really interesting. I've seen it live. It's actually really, really interesting. And even to the point where it's like um, an artist you don't really know, it's still interesting to hear how they, how the whole process was to get from an idea to the song so yeah uh, Song Splatter great podcast you try to check it out and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast or you can email us not sure why you would at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com thanks for joining me to talk about this song Victor uh, thanks for having me Darren and otherwise goodbye bye generation have just taken control. Oh.